Welcome to another production of Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Dr. Jan Bedell, aka The Brain Coach, is a specialist in neural development, an author, and curriculum designer. She has spent more than 20 years providing neural developmental brain training services and products through her company, Little Giant Steps. The neural developmental approach for life can change the outcomes for all who implement it. We invite you to follow us on Facebook at Brain Coach Live, also on Twitter at LGSED, or don't forget Pinterest Little Giant Step. You'll have access to our newest product information, and we are delighted to dialogue with all who have questions about releasing the full potential of any child, or those who need to share the dilemmas regarding homeschooling, or problems with struggling learners. Talking with other parents and learning by sharing is great help as well. So now, here's Dr. Jen for today's Brain Coach Tips. Hello, and welcome back for another Brain Coach Tip. I'm Jan Bedell, the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. Thank you for spending your valuable time here at Brain Coach Tips. There seems to be more and more families needing help for their children to function better in life as well as academically. I believe there are many reasons for this phenomenon, but one of the big reasons is our cultural practices in raising our young children. One way to be informed about these pitfalls and how to avoid them is to listen to some of the previous Brain Coach Tip podcasts. These have been done on a wide variety of subjects. Also, I encourage you to study the neurodevelopmental approach for life so you can be equipped to reverse this curse of learning struggles and rampant labeling of our children. You can hold the key to releasing your family's full potential. I say whole family because it's never too late to help a person's brain work better. So even if you're an adult and maybe you relate to some of these things I talk about, it's never too late. There's hope for change. It's our goal to get the word out about the life-changing effects of the neurodevelopmental approach and equip families with these life-changing tools. Please share this web address, braincoachtips.com, with someone that you know. You just never know when you would be answered prayer for someone that you didn't even know was struggling. Many years of helping families incorporate the neurodevelopmental approach through the Little Giant Steps products and programs has proven to me that we are on the right track to bring hope and help. Be sure to check out the many free articles and tremendous resources at our sponsor, littlegiantsteps.com. We continue to receive reports of amazing results and changes in people's lives, which is both humbling and gratifying for us. My prayer is that you, too, can see some great results through the information I share here each week. Just as a preview, next week the topic is Navigating Special Needs Waters. How you can get help and support for your journey home educating your special needs child. I will have a guest with me that has been there and done that. She has homeschooled a child with significant special needs and has helped guide others through the process as well. As we start our discussion about strategic school start, you might find these ideas very different. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you'll find that I've asked you to think differently. So this is no different than those. 
In my opinion, you start with what is the purpose of your homeschool. If you really have down what your why is, why are you homeschooling? What's the driving force there? When you have your purpose laid out in front of you, it will help you to run this race. It's not always easy. So you really need to establish your purpose and make everything that you do and every decision you make about your homeschool to see if it lines up with that purpose. Then I want to encourage you to have personal goals for each of your children. Now, what do you want them to accomplish in behavior, in etiquette, in their ability to obey and get along with each other? Those things are key to life. So make those goals for them. And then what are your academic goals for them? Now, one goal that I'd like you to just put on there that you probably haven't ever or even thought of is to consider a goal from a neurodevelopmental perspective. One of the most important things that I've found is auditory sequential processing. I call that the best kept secret in education because not many people knew much about it, but it was becoming more and more of a problem. Now people know about it because it's gotten to be epidemic proportion. What does auditory sequential processing mean? It's holding pieces of information together so that you can make sense of it in your short-term memory and then move it to long-term memory. It affects the child's ability to stay on task, follow directions, talk and write in longer sentences, comprehend what is read and what is said to them, just to name a few. Now think about the importance of the skills that I've just mentioned as it relates to everyday life. They are needed throughout our lifetime. This skill is important for everyone, but especially those that are reading with phonics. Now, if you're using a phonics approach, you want your child to have at least a five-digit span. To find out what a digit span is, you can go to littlegiantsteps.com and in the lower left-hand corner, there's a free test kit. Click on that, give your child that test, and find out where their processing is. It's very important that they have at least a five working on six digit span before you go very far in phonics. You can tell them the phonograms, you can do three letter words, but before they go much further, they have to be able to hold sequential pieces of information together. That's what phonics is. Hold this sound, this sound, this sound together, and oftentimes the rule, so that you can know what the word means. This skill is extremely important. So the free test kit is one thing that you can do and find out where they are and then some things to do about it. If you want to go a step further and have some specific activities to do, then you can order the mini program. Now there's a discount for that on the handout that goes with this podcast, so check that out. And you get specific information about simple activities you can do twice a day and some other activities that enhance auditory processing. When your child processes higher, they are like radar, picking up information everywhere they go, and your job in teaching is made a whole lot easier. So that is my number one tip to add auditory processing to your goals. 
Now here's some more tips for your strategic school start. Tip number one, pick a date to start and then start then. Ready or not, everything doesn't have to be in order. You just start. Even if you just read to the children and do one or two things with each one of them, that's a start. And it's starting to structure your day. Adding structure to your day is important because it's been a lot looser probably in the summer than it is during the school year. And it's kind of a shock to them to do that all at one time. I know you're excited about starting the school year. I know the same feeling. I taught for many years and not just in homeschool. You have your dreams and your plans and you're excited about the new curriculum. But it's really best to start slow and build by adding a few things each day then think you can do it all in the first day and everybody's going to cooperate. It usually ends up in a chaotic mess that makes you want to run and hide and discourages you from the start. If you'll just take a few weeks for everyone to get into a, the new routine, so you will do yourself and your children a favor if you start out slow and build instead of sprinting from the first and then running out of gas because you've got a marathon to run. This is a whole year process. It's interesting that today, the day of this recording, was the first day of our home school. Now, we're a multi-generational household, so my grandchildren live with us. I have an almost six-year-old granddaughter, a three-and-a-half-year-old grandson, and an almost 11-month-old granddaughter. So I really like to help with the homeschool because I'm just a kindergarten teacher at heart. My daughter Alyssa is a first-time homeschool mom. Even though we've done some things with the kids in preschool last year, she's really just starting out her homeschooling career. Well, I put four things on the list to be done today. She asked if it was enough. Well, I had to remind her that the first day of school for a public school kindergartner basically consists of meeting the other children and learning to stand in a line. So we'll be accomplishing much more than that with our four things. Do you want to know what was on our list? Number one, auditory processing. We call it the listening game. Reading. We were reading to her and she was reading to us. A little bit of math and typing because Kenzie wants to learn. We all felt very successful and even got some preschool in with the little guy as well. Here's tip number two. I encourage you not to look at a curriculum as the final say-so of what your child should be exposed to or to learn. You know your child best. Ask if a particular activity helps you meet your goals and your purpose for homeschooling. If you leave it out, is it going to be a problem? If not, leave it out. If the curriculum seems too voluminous in some areas, it's just got too much, feel free to cut some of it out. Your child being less stressed and living in a home with a mom that's less stressed is more important than covering everything somebody else is predetermined that they should do in a year. Tip number three, look for opportunities to educate along the way in your daily flow of life. This is really important for younger children especially. Let me give you some examples. We cut sandwiches in different shapes. We might ask if the child wants the sandwich cut in a rectangle, a square, or a triangle. We also introduce fractions with these sandwiches. 
you know, they're just five and three, but they can learn what a fraction is, and it's really going to be meaningful to them when fractions in math come along, because this sandwich has been cut into two pieces, and so those are halves. I've eaten one half, and there's one half left. Now we're doing addition and subtraction with fractions in preschool. For preschoolers, you can also do counting, just everything around, you know, blocks or counting when you're setting the table, going up and down the stairs, in the car when you're on the way to ballet or soccer. Another thing you want to do in the car is talk to your children, whatever the age they are, when you're going places. Now, what does this mean? Yes, I'm talking turning off the videos. So you can increase their vocabulary. Point out the water tower and have a discussion about that. Look at the road construction and the equipment there. It's a really good place, the car, especially when you have a long commute, to get to know your child better. Some of our best discussions about God have been in the car. The other night, Carter was doing word problems actually with his chicken nuggets. He said he had five nuggets and then he ate one and now there's four left. And so you can see how these things can just be automatic all around the house if you are just keyed into that. Use high vocabulary when you're talking to your children and then explain what that means. So just in normal conversation use a high level word and then explain what it is. Divide building blocks between children and talk about how many how many you had and how many are in each group now. There's so much that you can emphasize and it can be reviewed just through living life. Tip number four. For those that struggle, cut the lessons down. The example is cut the spelling list in half or only do half of the activities for that lesson. Give more input, especially if you have taken the summer off from math and reading. Go back to the Brain Coach tip number three. It's on frequency, intensity, and duration for more ideas about this concept. Here's an example of this tip of frequency, intensity, and duration. Do one half of the math for the child while he or she is watching. In other words, you do a problem, they do a problem. You do a problem, they do a problem. You're giving input, and that's what teaching is. That's what homeschool is all about. It takes less time to do that than trying to have them do it on their own, dealing with the frustration of that, and then trying to correct what was wrong. You really don't want them to make a mistake because then they have to see it 21 more times to get it right the next time. So this can be a real time saver. If the child is struggling with their math facts, consider rapid recall. Don't continue to drag them through the math lessons for an hour a day when they can sprint through because their math facts are instantly recalled. Now how does rapid recall accomplish this when most other methods fall short? Well, it's based on frequency, intensity, and duration. The child sees, hears, says, and writes five math facts 14 times in a day, and it only takes six minutes to do all that. A minute here, two minutes here, a minute here, two minutes there, and after a week, with all that input, they've really got it. You can look at the handout and get a 
homeschooling start of the year discount from BrainCoachTips.com. Tip number five. When starting a lower elementary student back into reading, read it to him first and then he reads the same thing. You might think this is cheating, but again, we need input. This technique helps their word recognition, the intonation and expression that they can have in reading, as well as aiding their comprehension. If your child needs extra help with reading, you might try what we use. We get great results with New Practice Reader, or Reading for Concepts, or the series Reading About Science. These are all readers that are designed specifically for that you read, he reads, and then discuss it kind of concept that only takes about 10 minutes. You can find these readers at littlegiantsteps.com. They progress from about the second grade reading level to seventh or eighth, and they really do a great job on helping with comprehension. If your child is struggling to read with phonics, consider the three R's plus. This is a reading series that can really help them read well while you're working on their auditory processing, and then they can read with phonics and just take off. I've been very pleased with the results with my granddaughter and what I'm hearing from my clients. You can find more information about how to approach reading differently when reading is a struggle by listening to podcast number 17, Make Reading Easier. And I'll have more coming up in the near future on the Brain Coach Tips about reading as well. Tip number six, don't compare what you do with your children with your homes with other homeschoolers. Each child is unique in his or her giftings, and there's no better place for the expression of those giftings than at home. I want to encourage you to deal perfectionism a blow from the very start. I'm speaking from experience because I was tormented from perfectionism for much of my life. It is really a torment of the enemy sent to defeat you, to discourage you, and to cause you to doubt you can even do what God's called you to do. So, repent of perfectionism and get it off of you and off of your children. Let me ask you this. How much one-on-one time do you think your child would get in a public or even a private school in the seven hours they would be gone from school? How much specific individualized help would happen? Practically none, except with the homework, maybe, that would come home and then you would be giving it. On the days it gets hard, remind yourself God is your helper. He lives inside of you. His holy word says what is true. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Remind yourself of the truth when those whispers of doubt bombard your mind and have a great school year. Tip number seven is a neurodevelopmental tip. Listen to more of the Brain Coach tips and learn about neurodevelopment. When your children's brains have a good foundation, they are more coordinated. They have less accidents. They are better organized. They stay on task to get their schoolwork done quickly. They comprehend better, and they are better prepared to reach their full potential. On the Little Giant Step store, you'll find a neurodevelopmental DVD. It's called the Neurodevelopmental Approach. They can give you the basics to check your children's brain development. The DVD gives you those points to check 
and what to do if you find inefficiencies that make you wonder why your bright child is not functioning better. The brain controls everything we do, so when it's working well, the education part is easy. So even if your child is not struggling, this is a good idea to have this information in your back pocket. That's all the time I have for today. I hope these tips help you in your journey to make this year your best homeschool year ever. Be sure to stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network where you will receive more Brain Coach tips to make life and learning easier. Next week, I'll be discussing some of the best ways to navigate the waters of special needs homeschooling. In the meantime, please visit our sponsor, LittleGiantSteps.com, and get the free test kit. And be sure to check the BrainCoachTips.com for the handout with the discounts and more information about the products I talked about. Little Giant Steps is dedicated to equipping you as parents so that your children can reach their full potential. Remember, neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life at any age. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem. Until next week, it's the Brain Coach signing off. Thank you for your time and attention. We hope and pray you'll return next week for another session with Dr. Jan Bedell, the Brain Coach. So until next time, may the good Lord bless and keep you. Thank you.